Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Under the Groove is sponsored by The Laugh Cellar and Lucky Vans Tattoo. Welcome to Under the Groove, everyone. I'm Lisa, and my co-host is... Flash Rider. Our topic today is friendship and family, because my cousin and I, we love our family, and we got a lot of good stories, don't we, cuz? Yes, we do. Growing up in San Francisco, I guess, but we're going to tell it. Boon, let's talk about McAllister Street. Yes, let's do it. You are my version? Yes, to hear your version. We were coming home from school, <laughs> and I threw a big rock. I threw a rock, and it hit the dude's car. That's so dude, what it was? So the dude turned around, and he came for us. <laughs> we took off, but he was so fucking pissed off that we ran. So I don't, remember, <laughs> I don't remember. You, did you, you didn't tell me that you threw a rock. Here I am. Yeah, I threw a, yeah oh. that's, how he, that's why he wanted to put us in his car. Oh, my gosh. We had so many crazy memories like that. I love the block. I mean, it was fun because that's where we got our dicks and scratches. And we had a couple of good fights in McAllister Street because <laughs> there were some N- boys out there. Remember Nelson? He's still around. That's a good homie that comes and he sees me. He comes to the tattoo shop that I work at in the city. And they all show love. All good. Playing all day on the block was so fun. And it was nice to meet all those the kids on the block. But I, I remember going to... Uh, the store and not having any money, but always coming out with something. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> you mean Arguello Super? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Arguello. I mean, we we're young. I, I, we just wanted candy, you know? I know. It was, remember, I remember the guys who owned that place. It was two brothers. Mm-hmm. It was, it was Ray and Lenny. Wow. And then they had a, uh, uh, they had a brother-in-law. I think his name was Greg or something <laughs> like that, but they were all running that place. And I used to actually work there sometimes. Wow. Classic. I never knew you worked there. Yeah, I'd make like 50 cents. I'd like bag the groceries. But then grandpa, he did not like that. One day he came home and he went to Arguello, you know, the market. And he and he um he comes in, and he sees me and I'm bagging groceries. You know, I'm like nine years old. I loved it because they gave me like a 50 cent piece after I was done. And grandpa got That's so that. mad. And he's like, get out, go home. What are you doing here? Why are you whoa, working? Whoa, whoa. And I was like, I just want to work around. I just lo- love it. And then he was talked to me about it. And then I was like, gosh, I just want to make some money. I'm nine years old. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Because we would, have, we would have adventures. I think. I think me and you wandered a lot. That's why we could take any trail. We've been in the woods and camping and stuff. So I think... Um, personally, being over to Golden Gate Park wasn't nothing new, but I tell you, my mom, uh, she rescued an old lady. And I, I don't know I if you remember that. this. Can we talk about that story? And I want to talk about your mom too. My favorite aunt in the entire planet. Boon, yes. I remember that day, like it was yesterday when she rescued and the, the two boys go ahead and tell that we're, that we're plotting. They just, they pulled themselves off to the side and, um, it just looked a little weird because we played up and down that street. And if you were that weird, that was kind of weird to us. And as the lady came across them, they snatched her purse, took off running. We go back, tell my mom, and my mom gets us in the car, and she takes off. And she 
We find them in Golden Gate Park sitting at a bench going through the uh, purse. She gets out. She takes this knife that I've always looked for. It's a little switchblade dragon knife. And she got that purse back, man. And we brought it back to that old lady. So an impressionable thing in my mind. And she did something honorable. And did she sacrifice her life? She did. Because those guys could have had weapons. And they were a lot taller and younger and probably a lot more stronger because they pushed the lady down, took her purse, and took off. But the blessing thing is about it is we helped that lady and we brought her back her goods and she did good things. And for that, I've always remembered. And if I tell it and somebody realizes that because that was somebody's grandma or something like that, them boys, we just let them go. As long as we're getting the stuff back, shit happens. You know what I mean? I think she was also pregnant with Jeffrey at that time too. I remember she was was pregnant because I remember it. We were, I remember we were standing in front of grandma and grandpa's house and the two boys came up and you know how they scared the woman. They had light bulbs. And when they came up from behind her, they smashed the light bulbs on the ground to like create like some sort of chaos. And then they pushed the woman down. And I remember her wig fell off. Her wig was like tilted. And I went, Oh, we were like, I think I was maybe like nine or 10 or, and, and and then your mom, she just ran, she got him and she, she had them by the hand. She was like, get back here in the golden gate park. And Oh my gosh. Our motto of our show is be someone who makes everybody feel like somebody. And your mom did that. Your mom made everybody, you know, even, you know, at her funeral, I couldn't, I mean, everybody from the hell's angels to all the neighbors, everybody showed up. Everybody. Um, I tattoo in San Francisco and I have uh, a lot of maybe, the children of my mother's friends and they come in and one of them shared a story as well as the auntie or the good friend of my mother, uh, Aurora. And what she told me is that during those times, they didn't have money to pay for clothing for their kids when we went back to school they didn't have new shoes they didn't have pants they have shirts. But my mother was, you know, I'm going to tell her she was a booster. So she, she stole a lot of shit and she brought it to them families and, there wasn't a cent she took for them. And when they tell me this, cousin, man, that warms your heart. And why does they do that? Because those people appreciated that. So it comes back to me. They bless me with just the loves, the hugs, and kisses sometimes. And knowing that they honored my mother with these beautiful stories, that's a tribute to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think so. And I want to let everybody out there know what time period we're talking about when we're talking about these first right. stories. It's like right. cir- circa 19... 19- 78, 77, uh, 78. 80s, definitely. Yeah, you know, like- uh, she passed in 1984. So prior to that was <laughs> a pretty a pretty crazy roller coaster um, through the childhood. So, I mean, is it a reflection to me? Why? I, mean, I guess I wasn't wild. I just pulled the trigger when you needed to pull the trigger. And that just means doing stuff and not hesitating. And that doesn't mean shooting nothing. You know, that just means an analogy probably anywhere. Just you got to you got to you got to work or you got to you got to make some kind of hustle or work because you'll starve. Your mom did. I remember I mean, because we didn't have a lot of money growing up and your mom would if we wanted something, she would get it. I remember I'm going to tell a specific story now. We were on Clement Street and there was like a sporting goods store on Clement Street. I don't remember the name. Maybe it was like Lombardi's or something like that. And we, do you remember, it was like 19, it was like the seventies. So we, we love those wristbands. Remember those wristbands? Those like right. Terry. Yes. Cars? 
we went in there and she we came in there and she just she we were like looking at him and you know she didn't she didn't have money but we wanted them and so she grabbed a few packs and stuck it right under her shirt and we walked out and we're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> she was so cool but she she i don't you know it's like what's as a kid cousin i didn't understand that no. dynamics of how important that was and sometimes it wasn't she wasn't doing it for money she was just doing it because you wanted it and she seen that how that lit you up so by making a person feel like that it was golden even with time people don't understand that time equals love so when you tell somebody hey nice seeing you i appreciate you golden yep i know and also boon because she used to tell me too like you know we're filipino and we're in san francisco and That's right. Of, and she got a lot of prejudice against, against her, you know, in the oh, work, yeah. in the workforce. And so I think in a way, like she, even my mom too, they came up against a lot of, of barriers, you know? And I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell you how she actually combated that. She combated that by being with the ones that were oppressed with the African-Americans, with the Mexicanos, with the uh, Latinos, with, ah, oh, come on, man. She had every friend under the sun. If I show you a picture of the 70s, it is a multicultural melting pot because she has a, a, a friend over here with different ethnicity. She did. And as I grew up in the mission and I see these people come forth, I'm like from Chinese to Filipino to, like I say, African, all over. And do they love her? They have a story to share with me. Why? Because they spent time with her. And is it real to me? Yeah, man, it touches my heart so much because... That's what I remember. And those are the things that we speak of today because you are a descendant of that. You've, you've got a lot more, more stories probably than I do because we've, I'm like, where's my cousin Lisa? We need to be with her, you know? I mean, as you grow almost the only child, we needed you more than you needed us. My mom worked, and so you're, right. I was just always with your mom. And we did so many crazy things. Like, I mean, yes. you know, and I never... Some people might be like, oh, she was taking this and taking that. And I never judge. And I mean, I just felt like she was my auntie and she made me feel so good. She was always laughing and she never judged. And she was just so um, it's like she was so content in, in what she did because she just loved people. We would yes. go. She would talk to everybody. We'd be yes. at, the, at the laundromat. She just talking to people and then social. Yeah, so social. And I think that's kind of where we got it from. But like everyone just loved and you go around, you're like, hey, they call her yet or hey, you know, Juliet or yet. <laughs> you know? So cool. And she let me drive. She let me drive to her big old Cadillac. Yeah, she taught me how to drive. That was so fun. There'd be times where she bought some kind of car, Lincoln Continental with the suicide doors. I remember black and we're coming back from where we purchased it, and she opens this thing up so fast. I got down into where you put your feet, and I hid down there because it was fast, and I guess one of the windows didn't close, and it was windy and cold. So she didn't care. She was a rider in my book. If we had to get home with three tires, we'd get home. She, in big cars, she'd drive the biggest, she'd drive the biggest car and She'd be able to get it out of the tightest parking spots, drive it up and down San Francisco Hills without a hesitation. If you see her, my mother's only five foot six or seven at her highest peak with her heels. She'll get up there, but she could drive. She just had handles is what I called it because there'd be times because we had to pull out of some of the spots because she boosted at a place and then come for us and she'd get out that parking, peel it out and everything. And I'm, 
I'm I'm as a a, 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 a kid just I whoa <laughs> <laughs> we're out of here you know what I mean well she was you know the one thing about Auntie she was so beautiful too and I mean driving her caddy like Speak I remember her. I just remember her having her hand. She always she always liked to go low and like she have her hand there. But she always, <laughs> and then she always had her cigarette, you know. Yes. I would always like ba- I would always get all excited when I could push the little cigarette lighter in. I'd push it in. You know, remember those? And then it would like yes. pop in. And then it would pop yes. out and it was all red and glowy. And then I'd go yes. and I'd put it up to her cigarette and I'd light it for her. And she'd like smile at me. It was so fun. Like, I don't know. She was just, I missed her so much. And I know it's like 37. I, God, it just seems like yesterday. And I'll never forget that day, but and I'll never forget it. We could talk about that sometime. But that day was like changed my life. But you know what's so crazy is my only daughter was born on her birthday Oh, beautiful thing. Isn't that, we, you know that, of course, but like, isn't that crazy that Gigi's birthday is on your mom's birthday? And Absolutely. Gigi she was supposed to come, Gigi was supposed to come on uh, the 18th, but she came on the 17th. So, yes, that was your mom saying, get that baby out of there. <laughs> you know, she was, oh gosh, I, I have so many stories about Sears and everything. And, and you know what was so good about your mom? She was so good to grandma. I mean, Grandma would, you know, she had Parkinson's, so she was a little bit crippled. You know, she couldn't move very much, but your mom was always um, coming up, going and getting her sweets and stuff like that. Mm. And mm. whatever they wanted, you know, yeah. I always felt that was necessary. If you were, if you were to tell me, cause you wanted a, you wanted a, a, a goat's head and a line of cocaine, I guess that's what we had to get you. <laughs> that's whatever, what we do. Whatever it may be. I, 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 it was just because if it brought the smile to your face and you were the one to do it, I guess, she was made for that. So I understand that there was a difference between some people and a lot would be just straight up by the book, but yeah, she bent the rules. And if that was what was needed to get you to smile or to get you to raise your spirits, she was that woman. Yeah. yeah she was, she was always doing, I mean, that, and that's kind of how you and I are too. And I think that we, yes. that we, you know, you and I've had our ups and downs throughout the years, you know, but I yes. feel like I always tell people like, you know, besides Carly, my wife, like you're my best friend, you know, and um, Absolutely, no, matter, cousin. no matter where wow. we are, you call me, I call you, we always, you know, can count on each other. I'll never forget, like when I was at, at uh, San Francisco <laughs> State and I go hang out at your house up there on Bernal. Was it Bernal? Yes, it was uh, Apprentice in Cortland. Apprentice. And then, I, and then I remember one time I was like, um, you were playing that game. What's that? Filipino drinking game. Um, you, pass the, you pass it and then you drink it. Tagay. We're Tagay. Tagay. Yeah. And then so I'm like, everyone's hanging out and I'm just sitting there and then somebody passes me the 40 and I thought, oh, it's, it's my 40. Like I'm just drinking it. And then, and then um, every the guy, I think it was Jay next to me or something. He's like, are you going to pass it around? I'm like, what? He's like the, the, the beer. I was like, Oh, I didn't know we were playing a game. You had to pass it. And I was like, just drinking. And everybody was like looking at me like so funny. <laughs> Anyway, I was so dorky sometimes. Do you remember? I don't know. Well, that game is where you pass the beer around, right? Yeah, we we yeah. just we we get one bottle, we pour it into something, we pass it around until the whole bottle's done, and we we pretty much stack glass. <laughs> and I just held on to it. I was like holding on to it. Everybody was like, "What the hell? You got to pass it." <laughs> sometimes they kick the shit out of us, but that was okay. Maybe we needed it. I don't know. No, um, they didn't do that. Only sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I learned how to defend myself because if you gotta like 
Oh, I'll just never forget. I won't name his name. One uncle who was just, he was so macho. Like he was always teaching us, you know, either some kind of martial art, you know, like either Eskrima or whatever. And if you didn't do the right move, he'd be like, pull your hair or something. And he'd be like, oh gosh, come on. But maybe it made me tough, you know, because I could fight. I could beat anybody up now. (laughs) I've never been in a fight, but... that dark green carpet, the stairs, um, the smell of, I guess, you know, the stuff cooking inside, the piano, um, the bathrooms. It was all a sign or a place that we've been hiding inside those little uh, cubby holes and cracks playing hide and go seek in the house and going to the backyard and knowing what was buried way back in the back. Oh my God. The backyard was so scary. Remember there was one point we didn't go beyond a certain point because there was that, there was that old like shack back there. This is crazy. Right. Because our grandparents had like, a half an acre in the middle of the city. You know, grandpa bought that house, you know, back in the sixties. And it was like this half an acre right there, smack dab in the middle of the city. And, um, so we had a lot of place to play back there. Remember? Like it was like huge lot. Just huge uh, lot huge i mean we we really didn't play in the whole part of it because grandpa had a little garden section but there wasn't really nothing for us to do because we just get dirty but remember the we, la- the laundry the room downstairs that nobody that ever went the into the laundry room oh that my was god the one you look that was the one you looked in and it was it wasn't even constructed it just looked like a little abandoned I thought the laundry room was so scary. Like I'd look in there cause it was like a little window you could look in and it was just like, it was all like dirty. And there was just like a sink in there with like, like a couple boxes. And I would always wonder what was in there. But one of my, one of my favorite memories was, I, do you remember? Cause their backyard backed up to the Jefferson um, airplane house. Remember the Jefferson airplane? Yes. House? And it would, that, that's Fulton? actually on the uh, uh, Fulton. Fulton. And so sometimes when the Je- were they Jefferson, Air- I guess they were Jefferson Starship back then. Jefferson Starship. It was. It was Jefferson Starship. Or airplane. With, um, I forget when they changed. Storygram Network. Those were good times. I like those times. And I always- love those times. I, every time I I, I cruise by that street, it's just a. a- full of memories and the people that we knew up and down the street, those people that own that little deli, George and something else. And Joanna, she was my friend. Wow. Remember, it was, a, it was a Lebanese, it was a Lebanese um, deli and they made the best baked goods. Remember the mom? They would make all those baked goods. Oh, it was so good. She was my yeah. only, she was my only friend. I didn't really have a lot of friends. I don't know why I had, I, cause I had all my cousins. I had all my cousins like, and then I had Joanna. She was my friend. Joanna, if you're out there listening, wherever you are, you're What's my What's up, friend. Joanna? <laughs> Our grandparents' house was on McAllister Street, and it was this, it was a cute little old Victorian yellow with brown trim. Um, it was so cute. and You can um, definitely point that out when you're riding down your skateboard on your butt and you had to turn into it because they yeah. all were different back then. They didn't look cookie cutter. Their house was definitely... You could definitely notice that little house. I know. It was such a cute house. And you remember that show, um, 
happy days, right? Or whatever, Fonzie. But I wrote, yes. remember they used to write, I wrote sit on it, but that was like a thing in happy days. Like they'd be like, sit on it. And I wrote, I wrote sit on it on the, the building next door. And I got in so much trouble. My grandpa came out there. And, and it was like, you? Yeah, I wrote sit on it. <laughs> I'm Benny, I got in so much trouble. I didn't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> you were doing graffiti way than before me. I know, I know. You are a good graffiti. I'm not a graffiti artist like you. My cousin, my cousin is a, is a pretty um, known graffiti artist. We'll get into that in another episode. Um, but some of his pieces are incredible. And um, I really, you know, around the San Francisco Bay Area. And we'll talk about that in another episode. We have so much to talk about on Under the Groove. New episodes of Under the Groove. Drop every Sunday.